Church today celebrates the glorious feast of Annunciation. Today is 29th of Baramhat, and also it coincides with the commemoration of the day that the Lord rose from the dead. He rose in 29th of Baramhat. But the Church celebrates the resurrection at a Sunday, which is always the one after the Jewish Passover. As well, you notice that 29th of Kiyak is the Nativity Feast. So the church part of the 29th day every month that we celebrate those three uh, joyful feasts. So Annunciation, Nativity, and the Resurrection every month throughout the Coptic year, except for two months, which are Beba, sorry, Tuba and Amshir, which are uh, to resemble the Law and the Prophets. See what this verse says about the Annunciation. It says, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a virgin, betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin names was Mary. Why number six? Why the sixth month? Think when God created Adam, he, he created him in the sixth day. So now the Lord Jesus is a second Adam. So he is the one that comes to make us a new creation. Also number six is unperfect number, imperfect. Because you know num number seven is the number of perfection. Days of the week are seven, so that resembles the perfection. Number six is little short of that and resembles the toil and the work. So our Lord came on the sixth month to carry us and to take all our pain and all our suffering. You notice the same thing that the time of crucifixion was on the sixth hour, right? In the sixth day. Same thing. He came to take our pain and suffering, take us with him throughout the bright Saturday, which is number seven, and rise with him in number eight day. Uh, that resembles the eternity. It is out of God's grace that he came to the world. Like nobody really asks God. I mean, nobody would care. I mean, there to ask God, could you please come and save us? That's, that's out of His grace for sure. When we see here sin, uh, in, in uh, Saint John Chrysostom, he says, if the Son of God became a son of David, so do not doubt, O son of Adam, that you become a son of God. So if God Himself, you know, He said, okay, I'll be a man. Now He gave us and He granted us this grace that we be called His sons and daughters as well. But there is a question, why God waited that long, like 7,000 years? He was in fact preparing for the Incarnation, preparing mankind to be ready to receive and to accept the concept that God will take flesh from man. And at the same time, He was looking for that great woman that would be worthy to take Him in her womb, to take flesh, He would take flesh from her. That's why we say in the Wednesday, Theotokia and Tazbaha, and we say, the Father looked from heaven and found no one like you. Uh, he sent his only begotten, he came and took flesh from you. So he didn't find anybody better and worthy of that. That was just saying me. That's why in the psalm here today, if you heard it in the liturgy, it says, the king will greatly desire your beauty. About St. Mary. So he wanted, he said, I want to be incarnated from her. She is different. So he looked at her beauty, how beautiful we are in God's eyes. That's a question for us. So God found the one that is full of grace. St. Mary is full of grace. The verse says that the archangel Gabriel said to her, Rejoice, O full of grace, 
the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. In some translations, weak translations, it said the highly favored one. That's not the correct translation. When you go back to the original manuscript, the Greek one, it says, You know, if you guys remember uh, the gospel response in Kiah, we say, Right? So the church copied the exact simple, that word, to say that she is full of grace. Not just favored or she has some grace. We all have grace from God, but the one that was full of grace is only in St. Mary. It is a question now, uh, think about this. So St. Mary was full of grace before the incarnation of Christ. How about after that? How much grace to God? That's grace beyond and above grace. Now question here, what does grace mean? The grace is every free gift that we get from God. So all the blessings from God is grace. All the peace from God, the love we get from God is grace. Forgiveness of sins is grace. All of that is called grace. And we see St. Paul today as well in the Roman uh, epistle, Pauline, he said, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So God granted us this grace that we be justified and be redeemed through him. What is the importance of grace in our life? Now our talk, uh, through God's grace, is going to be about grace. We're talking about the grace of God. What is the importance of uh, God's grace in our life? Say number one, to attain salvation. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. In Ephesians. And that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. So if we are to be saved, then that through God's grace. Not to say because we're good people, we do His commandments, even what we do all, at the end is God's grace that gets us to, uh, you know, enter to heaven. Also, number two here is to get strength from God. The grace of God is that provides us with strength in our weaknesses. See, God said to St. Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So we all need the grace because we are weak. It is important as well, number three here, is the spiritual growth. I can't grow spiritually without grace. Because it's the grace of God that granted us to, uh, to pray, to read the Bible, to understand, and all the, through all the sacraments uh, that we have. That's the grace of God. How to obtain the grace of God? Is the grace a gift or that's something that I have to work for? It's actually both. St. Paul says in Timothy, uh, his epistle to Timothy, he said, My son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So be strong in the grace. So you have the grace from God, but you, you have to do an action and be strong in it. So our talk today will be focused on four points from the life of St. Mary, how she obtained that much of grace. So four points. We're talking about her being with God, talk about her humility, and talk about her faith as well. And finally, we'll talk about her obedience. Send me how St. Mary was obedient to God. So number one is being with God. See, the angel told her, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you as a greeting. Like we greet each other that way. But St. Mary was always with God. God was with us all the time. But are we with God or not? So she was devoted to be in the altars at the age of three years until 12 years. So how many years? Nine years almost. In the altar praying and serving God. And she was with God. 
God's name is Emmanuel. What's Emmanuel mean? It's God with us. That's God want to remind us all the time that He is with us. But we get to, you know, do our part and be with Him as well. The point is that our Lord want to give us His grace, but He never forced Himself into us, into our lives. He is gentle, courteous, like He doesn't want to, you know, jump into our lives. He accepts us to force ourselves to Him. And he's fine with this. So as much grace you want, stay with God. You take from His grace and He doesn't mind. He gives you more. But the point is that we have to open our hands to receive the grace. We have to open our mouth to God so that He would feed us the spiritual food. That's what He says in the psalm. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. So we have to open your mouth to God so that He would fill it with grace. The time spent with God is, is like the channels that we receive the grace uh, through. That, there was a story in John, the Gospel of St. John chapter 1. Two of his disciples came to him. It was John and Andrew. They followed the Lord as they heard St. John the Baptist saying, This is the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. Start following him. So our Lord turned to them and said, What do you seek? What do you guys want? They didn't say we want some, you know, some money. We didn't want some cash. Or we didn't want this and that. They said a very good question. Where are you staying? So our Lord liked that question. He didn't say where. He said come and see. So they, they kind of get closer to each other. That they want to stay with him. And he wants them to stay with him. And it says they came and saw where he was staying. And remained with him that day. That's when we want to stay with God. That's why they turned to be great apostles, the two of them. The Virgin Mary was consecrated for God, but we are all consecrated of God, for God. Don't be jealous from the altar. Say, why the altar was consecrated with my room? But we had the same thing, right? We, we were all confirmed with that seal in the my room, the confirmation sacraments. We all anointed with my room. That means we're all consecrated for God. Not just that. See, St. Paul says in Corinthians, I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. So we're all a chaste virgin to Christ because he's the bridegroom. All of us, men, women, married and unmarried, we're consecrated for him. So being with God gives us strength and Increases our faith. You see Elijah in the Old Testament. He says. As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand. He was talking to Ahab the king. He said. There shall not be dew nor rain. These years except at my word. How much strength is that? He says because I am standing in front of the Lord. Before whom I stand. So that he feels the presence of God. God is there. But do we feel the, stre- the presence to get the strength? Also, being with God makes us as well fear Him and do His words. You read that in the in the uh, in Genesis about Joseph, the righteous. It says the Lord was with Joseph. The same thing, like He said as Saint Mary, the Lord was with him, and he was a successful man. And then He says to Potiphar when she tried to uh, make him fall into sin with her, "How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God?" Where is God? Yeah, I'm standing in front of Him. He's with me all the time. So that was number one, being with God. Number two is 
and we see that in the life of St. Mary, very clear. Humility. Why humility is the port or the entrance for all the grace of God. He said it clearly. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. The same exact verse literally was in James chapter 4, first epistle of St. Peter chapter 5, the same exact verse. Second segment of it gives grace to the humble. You find it as well in Proverbs chapter 3. So God stresses on that part. If you want for my grace, just be humble. I'll give you, but just be humble. What did St. Mary claim that the Lord saw in her? Like what did she say that God liked this in me? Did she say because I'm full of grace? Did she say, uh, she mentioned one thing. She says in the same chapter of St. Luke, He has regarded the lowly state of his maid servants. He saw the lowly state, this humility. That's what he liked in her. But who can bear such overwhelming grace that she would be the mother of God without falling into uh, pride? Uh, that's St. Mary because of her humility. So God wants to give us from His grace. He's afraid or He's worried that when we get the grace, we'll be, we exalt ourselves. So you say, okay, I'm not giving you because well, you're proud of yourself. That hurts you. When you are humble, I'll give you more and more that, as He did with St. Mary. In the Annunciation, we see St. Mary's humility really clear. Her reaction to the greeting of the angel, when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. Don't think that she was scared from seeing an angel. No, not St. Mary, she wasn't troubled about this. As the tradition says that she was seeing angels, and they, they would bring her food as well. So, and the verse is clear, it says, troubled at his saying just at the words and consider what manner, what he's saying, what manner of greeting is this. That's, I'm not used to this. Because he was, you know, saying you're full of grace and so she didn't take it. I mean, she's, she's humble. And you know that the humble is always troubled when he is praised. And the proud is, hum, is, is disturbed and troubled when he is insulted. The proud, when he gets insulted, is troubled. But the humble person, when he is praised, she got insulted. That was St. Mary's reply, being called to be a mother of God, the Theotokos. You see the verse says, or that the angel told her, the Holy One who is to be born from you, who is to be born will be the, called the Son of God. So she will give birth to a Son of God. That's why we call her Theotokos. So when people call St. Mary just the mother of Jesus, the angel said, the one who is to be born is the Holy One. Who is the Holy One is God. So she's the mother of God, definitely. What did she say? She says, behold, I am the maid servant of the Lord. Really? You're the mother of God. You could say, okay, I'll be the mother of God. I'm fine. No, no. She says, I'm going to be still the maid servant of the Lord. So you see St. Ambrose here says, she describes herself being the maid servant of the Lord while being called the mother of God. Thus the promise which was fulfilled did not make her fall into pride. So, so see, her humility kept her, I am, you know, the maid servant of the Lord. Same thing the church teaches us. No matter much grace we get from God, being called his sons and his daughters, when we pray to him, our father, you see the introduction that Abuna would say in the, the Basilian fraction. He says, 
with a pure heart, enlightened soul, an ashamed countenance, faith unfeigned, perfect love, firm hope, with air of his boldness, without fear to pray to you, O God, the Fa Holy Father is in heaven, and say, Our Father. Well, that big introduction, yeah, because, well, yes, we are his sons and daughters, however, we're not worthy. Make us worthy. That's what I say, make us worthy to say, Our Father. And look at this, the pride is the reason behind Adam's fall. So we break that fall with humility. Think of a crawling person, a person crawling on, on the ground, a little baby. When he falls, he wouldn't get hurt. It's easy. But a person is just proud of himself, and he's flying up in heaven, like just, you know, I'm, I'm better than others. When he falls, his neck will be broken. So that's why a humble person uh, is easy to, 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 to avoid, uh, you know, the falls. Or when he falls, it's easy to get up. Humility beats Satan, who is the pride, who is the proud person. Satan is always proud. We beat him with humility. This is what St. Anthony the Great said when, the, when the, you know, the devils came surrounding him. He said to them, you strong, do you want, what do you want from me? I'm a weak one. I am less than to fight your least. That's St. Anthony the Great. He is great, but he is humble as well. Just because of our time, we'll go to the next uh, point, is faith. So we talked about humility, we talked about being with God. الذي به أيضا قد خار لنا الدخول بالإيمان إلى هذه النعم بمين به كان مصدر بها بالسيد المسيح لينا دخول بالإيمان للنعمة دي اللي إحنا عايشين فيها نعمة العهد الجديد محتاجة إيمان إيمان في إيه إيمان إن ربنا موجود نمرة واحد إيمان إن ربنا بيحبنا نمرة اثنين إيمان في كلامه وفعوده كمان نشوف العذراء مريم لما ردت على الملك قالت له ايه؟ قالت له كيف يكون هذا وانا لست اعرف رجلا؟ ما كانش شك من العدل هي لا هو كان استفهام لان هي كانت نادره البتوليه فهي فكرها ان خلاص انا هجيب محاولة ربنا يسوع اوكي يعني لو هوافق بس طب ازاي هتجوز يعني؟ فهي قصدها ده استفهام غير زكريا الكاهن لما استفسر قال كيف اعرف اعلم هذا لاني انا شيخ وامرأتي متقدمه في ايامها لا هو كان شاك عشان كده الملاك قال له انت تكون صامتا. كان شاكك انه مع ان حصلت قبل كده مع امنا ساره وابونا ابراهيم حصلت كذا مره في العهد القديم. انما العذراء كانت نادره بتوليه فعايزه بس تفهم طب هتجوز ازاي انا مش ناوي. ال ال الايمان هو نعمه من ربنا وكمان جهاد شخصي. فاحنا بنطلب من ربنا زي التلاميذ بنقول زد ايماننا. عايزين ايمان. صح؟ في نفس الوقت هو عطيه هو ثمره من ثمار الروح القدس. طب ازاي احنا لو احنا ما عندناش ايمان او ايماننا ضعيف نعمل ايه؟ اول حاجه نعترف ان ايماننا ضعيف يعني يعني زي الراجل اللي قال اؤمن يا سعيد عن عدم ايمان. تاني حاجه نطلب من ربنا، تالت حاجه نفتكر ربنا عمل معانا ايه زمان؟ واللي عمله زمان هيعمله دلوقتي. ونشوف ربنا عمل ايه في الكتاب المقدس مع القدسين او نقرا سير القدسين ونعرف ربنا عمل ايه ونؤمن ونزود ايمان. اخر نقطه عن الطاعه وهناخد فيها دقيقتين عشان ما نتصورش. ربنا يسوع مدح ايه في العذراء؟ 
الكلام ده هنشوفه في انجيل باكر يعني هو اتقرا الصبح بدري في واحده من الجامعة قالت لربنا يسوع توبى للبطن الذي حملك والثديين اللذين رضعتهما اما هو فقال بل توبى للذين يسمعون كلام الله يحفظون هو بيقول لها انت بتقولي كده على العذراء يعني مش بس كده لا هي مش عشان بس حملتني لا هي كمان عشان بتسمع كلام الله وتحفظه وهي دي الرد اللي هي قالته للملاك قالت له ايه ليكن ليك قولك الكلمه دي مؤثره يعني يعني تيرن بوينت في القصه لان هي النقطه دي ساعتها زي علماء اللاهوت بيقولوا تم التجسس لان العذراء ختمت وقالت انا ام اوكي انا موافق حتى اتقال بعد كده فمضى من عندها الملاك يعني حس من الكلمه دي ان الملاك الشغلانه سهله المره دي لما راح مع زكريا كان قاعد ياخد ويدي معاه ويقول له انت مش مصدقني ده انا جبرائيل واقف قدام ربنا انما العذراء قالت له خلاص ليكن ليك قولك فمضى من عندها الملاك احنا بنقول لربنا لتكن مشيئتك كما في السماء كذلك على الارض نقول ليكن ليك قولك ليكن ليك قولك مش كمزاجي انا او كفكري او كناس عايزه ايه هختم بقول جميل للقديس او يعني تامل للقديس ايرينيوس بيقول ان طاعه القديسه مريم قد حلت موضع عصيان امها حواء الاخيره بعصيانها عقدت الامر اللي هي امنا حواء وجاءت ابنتها تحل العقده بالطاعه يعني حواء غلطت زمان كلمه حواء معناها ام كل حي بس هي غلطت وعصت ربنا جت العذراء مريم حواء الجديده نسميها سمعت كلام ربنا حلت المشكله ويعني الموازين كلها اتقلبت فناخد نعمه ربنا هاو تو جيت جادز ريز جاست تو سامرايز بينج ويز جاد بينج هامبل از ويل هاف فيث ان هيم اند اوبي هيز وورد جلوري بي تو جاد فور ايفر اند ايفر امين